0: My name is Andrew Welmsley, and you're listening to episode 158 of Photography Insights, and this is the show that interviews people from around the photography world. I'm really excited to introduce this week's guest, so it's not often we head across the other side of the world towards Asia, and this week I was very privileged to talk with Johan Brooks. Johan is a street and documentary photographer from Japan. He's lived in the UK and America,
1: so provides a different viewpoint to life in Japan. He has some fun street images, but also some interesting project work. And we talk about a couple of these and that include the fire corps and young
0: mountains, as he calls them. Now, I would urge you to check out the images, especially of the sumo, as you'll see how they complement the story he tells and Johan is a very respectful guy and talks about shooting protests on the streets of Japan as it sounds very different to other countries and you certainly do get a flavour of the country and from a personal point, my outcome is the word respect. So in this one, we chat about the Olympic Games, protests, Black Lives Matter, fax machines, robots, humour, Morals, colour versus monochrome, and humanity. And of course, there's the supplementary images and links to Johan's Instagram and website in the show notes. Before moving on to the show, I'd like to thank the friends of the show, as always, Steve at Chroma Camera. And you can see he's been busy making new adapters for his 679 range. And obviously, uh, I've had a few films come back from film death recently, some lovely results, which I'll start putting out there to show you. And, of course, Static Age with his lovely zines. Now, in other news, um, for those of you in the film community, you're going to start to hear more and more about this Pyro 510 developer. James Lane at Zone Imaging Lab is moving forward with distributing this in the UK. Uh, he's recently updated his safety data sheet and added a lot more films to his list for development instructions too. So do keep listening out for that. Um, you'll see some of my work up and we're going to talk a little bit about this developer in due course. And in personal news, um, our my little family has adopted a little puppy. So it's been interesting and fun times here. And it's also why I decided to get organised and sell a load of my Dat Room gear recently. Uh, There's a couple of items left, uh, which are on Facebook if anyone's interested. But for now, let's get you back to the show. Let's play the intro music, and await our lovely guest, Johan. Welcome to the show, Johan.
2: Thank you, thank you for for inviting me on.
0: No, it's it's been uh, really cool conversing with you, and thank you for your patience and rearranging for me.
2: Uh, not at all, not at all. I, we all get sick, don't we?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just bad timing. Um, now it was re- it was really interesting um, coming across um, an article I saw, which led me to your work, and then. Um, I I think it really stood out because of, like, the Olympics had been in the news at that time. Um, but you come across this really, really different side of um, the Olympics, and it was quite harrowing, I think, from over here, to be honest.
2: Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, this was the the meaningful article, I take it?
0: Yeah, that's right, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, no, they they were... They they uh actually someone someone recommended I submit to them. Um, okay. and this was before they launched and uh I was just fortunate I guess and they actually ended up launching with my with my my coverage of that that event. Wow. So that was cool. But uh but yeah, the, the Olympics, the protests, it's uh it hasn't been covered, as I think you mentioned before, it hasn't been covered very much. Um no. the protest side of it anyway. Um that's I mean, it's understandable, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Mm. I mean, I don't know. Well, it's... Sorry. Go on, go on.
1: Well,
0: all I'm thinking is, you know, like, normally when the country has the Olympics, all it is, is spectacular news and we've built these amazing stadiums we've had this amazing time it's gonna bring so much income into the country but that's mm. not necessarily the end of the story is it
2: no i think i think historically we've seen um i'm not i don't know which particular country so maybe i just wouldn't say which particular countries but we've seen that the results of having the olympics aren't always beneficial to the country overall um that's not as a rule though obviously yeah um, I, I had haven't dug into it enough to be a a qualified voice on it either um but yeah over here uh there obviously are quite a lot of people against it or they there were a lot of people against it um hmm. but and I think on a on an anecdotal level, a lot of people I've spoken to are either impartial or against it, not very many people are overtly excited about it or were excited about
0: it.
3: okay
2: um, and it's interesting though, to see, to see how locals view it. But once it happens, you know, once it happens, it's a spectacle, you know, hmm. and uh, you see people outside on the streets, watching it on TVs, <clears and> inside <throat> stores. Right. Hmm. Um, which is interesting. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is uh, an amazing thing, but is it because of the timing? Because obviously this was happening during COVID, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's another aspect, right? Like it all just sort of came to a boiling point um, in a sense. Uh, I don't know how much, I mean, there, there were many, there are quite a few arguments against the Olympics. It wasn't solely because of Corona, although that was obviously the main, the yeah. main point. Um, there was some other issues as well, such as, uh, I believe there are allegations of people's homes or homes being seized uh, in order to make way. Um, there's also some destruction of environments, trees and whatnot. Um, But, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, it's when, when it actually happens, like there, there are protests going on um but you know we all know that they're going to continue going on yeah um right they're not going to stop midway we had the <laughs> Olympics, and there were protests during them and then we had the paralympics afterwards and protests i still i believe still occurred um it's, it's more about people voicing their discontent and, um, hmm. yeah and there are arguments on both sides you know um hmm.
0: No, you can understand that. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with protesting, is there? I mean, was it everywhere? Because obviously, um, I've seen some you know, lovely um, shots from the events, but is that from different occasions in different months or different places?
2: Um, no, I only I, I only covered it. T- I only covered two protests. Um, okay. uh, and actually, the big, the the main one I covered was the is the one that's featured in the, the photographs in that series um and then, of course you just see like uh little pockets of protest like you know a couple people like yeah. actually uh I saw there was a, one occasion I was outside of a station and there were two two old men um very very affable um old <laughs> men were smiling at me and they had their signs and that was it <laughs> that was it just these two these okay. two old guys um yeah i don't know mm.
0: Was it a was it like a big thing then? Because like over here this week we've had protests in London where they've actually had to close um, roads because they've glued themselves to railings and and things like this. You say it's been pretty bad. Really, what
2: are these what are these protests about?
0: Um, uh, oh, that was climate again. Yeah, it's non. Oh, it's climate. been nonstop. Yeah, they've just changed locations
2: all right um i mean there this protest was was quite eventful like and when i but when i say that like i say that in respect to the other protests that i've, that I've seen or covered and
3: mm-hmm.
2: you have to understand that in japan a lot of these protests they're done in coordination with the the local police okay um and the city they're right. not they're not just people that have gathered and then are just protesting they they've coordinated it with the city and the police and so they have escorts and such things that's for marches at least yeah this time was a little bit more um a little bit more I'm a little bit more unsure about what the actual circumstances were here yeah but they uh they were they, they were trying to get to their um the location that they organized for and they were just barricaded from the beginning um oh and that's that's how it started
0: right so cuz cause that causes problems straight away shoe
2: yeah yeah of course cuz <laughs> these people are already um not particularly happy yeah um uh, yeah so they 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 tried to argue their way through um the police were very Hands off, um, but you know, yeah. they're not gonna let anybody move. Um and then it yeah, just sort of built built from there. And then we had uh people pushing each other at one point. Um like again, like in Japan protests are very peaceful. Like the most I like you'll really ever see is people push. Yeah. Um that I've seen anyway. Um there's no there's no tear gas and there's no guns and <laughs> you know. Yeah. The police are very restrained. Um, yeah, I think both, like I, as I said in the in the written word that accompanies the photos, both sides don't seem to want violence. Like that's not on anyone's priority list. Um, yeah. and I think they they're both actively trying to work with each other in a sense to prevent things from getting to an extreme.
0: Hmm. That's nice. So I, want, I wonder yeah. if that's your, I wonder if that's like the culture then.
2: Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Um like Japan as a as a country is the violence here is very low. Hmm. Um you know if we're talking about you know, America and I guess even England, hmm. you know. No one's violent here. Well, very few people.
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean it has that reputation anyway. What was it like,
2: though, from
0: um, a photographer's point of view? Did you feel safe at all times? Could you get
2: access? I mean, access? No. Um, right. You can only really go where anyone else can go. Um, right. Even uh, even accredited press, like I saw, I saw Reuters there and NHK. They they're not going anywhere. That other people aren't really going Um, okay at least at least at least at this particular event right yeah um i can't speak to further on down the street or anything like that just what i saw yeah um yeah oh sorry your other question was
0: do you um do you sort of have to make yourself known then that you're press in essence for safety or anything
2: uh the safety thing right yeah no um no one's really trying to find out or figure out who you are, or what you're doing. As long as you're relatively respectful, or in my case, very respectful of yeah. um, the boundaries and you know what is what would be considered reasonable in this sort of situation, then no one's really gonna mess with you, so to speak. Um, hmm. As for safety, yeah, like this is this is Japan. Um, <laughs> I'm and. and at that at that event i wasn't concerned that you know i was going to get shot in the face or there were, and there was again there was no tear gas um yeah uh,
3: hmm.
2: what aside from being pushed like but again no one was actively trying to push me it was just people pushing as a crowd you know and sort of you just follow the wave of it i guess
0: <laughs> now that's nice because obviously there's been a lot of protests. Let's face it. Since Black Lives Matter sort of movement, um, the climate change has changed um, things. Even over here, I mean, I remember uh, at certain points this year, uh, a friend of mine who lives in London would just go out and take a few photos. So you know, it's nice. Do- it's nice job, and no. he took some horrific images. I mean, there was
3: mm.
0: people getting punched and kicked all over. Um, and obviously like the press in America, um, at some of these protests, they took no liberties with them. If you were press, you were still part of the problem. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um that, that's an issue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, some I'm of them the world over, aren't
0: we? Yeah, and some of them were, you know, fearful of their lives in in parts. Um, especially some of the press photographers like yourself I've spoke to and This is what I mean, you know, Japan compared to American, UK, just so different. Then,
2: yeah, yeah, it's a very different situation. At no point during it am I in what was I in fear for my life? Um, Yeah, the the same would not be said if I was what you know in New York City for the Black Lives Matter protests or in Hong Kong for those protests, especially. Oh God, yeah. Um, yeah, different. A completely different situation you still have to be careful of your surroundings but i mean yeah it's incomparable in a sense yeah, yeah. incomparable <laughs>
0: no 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 that's no, cool because obviously you've also managed to do some um as a blm um protest and all haven't you
2: yeah yeah i'm i try to follow all these things um can be hard to keep up but yeah i do try and uh like they're all important these are all important events aren't they they all deserve to be covered they all need to be covered um there's uh there's almost a societal responsibility to do so
0: yeah yeah i agree i mean like the blm thing was massive in certain countries big cities and then when it like hit the uk i was like well where i live there's no talk of it because we don't live in big cities my my city I live near is not massive mm. there's gonna be no movement there's gonna be no protests and in actual right. fact there was a small there was a small um protest so um, yeah it was I think that just shows that people are starting to care more
2: yeah it's it's cropped up you know worldwide hasn't it um mm. Uh, it's going to be interesting
0: to see how things even progress from here. Yeah, I I, I do believe COVID was a massive influence to this. And I'm hoping, and I've said this to a few people, that hopefully there's some good that comes out of it, that people actually start listening to each other and respect other people's views
2: i mean one can hope yeah (laughs) one one can hope Um, that's not it's not good let's not you know hope too much now um Hmm. yeah like there's got to be some manner of positive outcome from from even the worst sort of situations right i mean Hmm. if we think about covid um people will surely be a bit more considerate about coughing and uh just and just hygiene. <laughs> yeah, hygiene yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, washing our hands better. Um, hmm. These small things, they, yeah, it's got to be, it's got to count,
0: right? Totally. But a few people have said to me, like, wife and friends, like, have said, what were we doing before? Because yeah. did we suddenly turn into um, cleaning because we have to? I mean, it, that's so wrong
2: yeah but again like we we're driven by necessity right like mm-hmm. a lot of us a lot of us don't do what we do because it's ethical or some sort because of some sort of rationale behind it we do it because it's necessary because we're made to do it right yeah
0: that's true um, yeah <laughs> yeah that's humans <laughs> mm. Honestly, I think it's such a different world now. Um, I mean, I I really love the things you're saying about Japan. um, And I think it's really interesting that it's got its traditions uh, and it maybe doesn't embrace everything new. But like you were saying, you've got these modern toilets, but you've still got fax machines.
2: Yeah. Again, not using them personally, but I I do understand. A lot of uh, a lot of systems are using them, still, um, which is—it's uh, almost endearing, isn't it not? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Um, I wonder,
0: is it like a polite thing that I must fax you to say hello?
2: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It, it there's gotta we're, we're, we must be just late in a progression, right? Some something is holding it up or not yeah. being pushed enough, or it's not being pushed enough. Um, hopefully hopefully soon so I, like as far as i understand it this was it impacted the 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 corona data the COVID 19 data um okay. and the efficiency of that system um huh. again i haven't read up on it um hmm. so i'm just talking here but hmm. yeah we the society i think japan as a society is quite advanced but not necessarily technologically as well not as perceived by um foreigners or should i say americans and hmm. the west
0: the west I mean, yeah yeah
2: like japan has this this perception or you know it's perceived as having robots um walking around the city or <laughs> like that, you know you know there's no gundams around none um <laughs> just in stores um, people fail to understand that um uh, it's just Yeah, people, I think it's normal really on a global level, you know, we have computers, we have phones. Uh, I don't have a 5G phone. I don't know anyone that has a 5G phone. Um, Okay. Wow. Yeah. Our cameras are the same. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how different we are really. Um, I'm sure there's some infrastructure differences. Uh, The train system here is pretty immaculate. Yeah. everything is run on a button like the times are on point like almost every time yeah but as a as a whole there's this sort of fantasized idea of japan and it's just it's not it's not there i love japan i think it's i think it's a fantastic country um i wouldn't be here for what going on 11 years now if i didn't think so Mm. um but yeah it's different from what people think perhaps and then they come here and then they're like where are the flying robots
0: (laughs) yeah well I mean you have this experience though because obviously you've lived in the UK and America so you know you were talking from a quite unique angle really aren't you
2: I suppose uh yeah I spent I've spent approximately a third of my life in all three countries now um Mm. and and yeah perhaps there is some, some a better understanding of the differences between them because of it um but again time is a is a factor, and I haven't been back to the to the u k in eleven years, and I haven't been to New York City or America in fifteen or so so it's hard to to really nail down the comparisons um that's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: First started doing street photography. That was how I got into photography. Um, so I'm a massive admirer of um, shadow work. I love the really deep blacks and um, highlights. Um, I think it's a, it's an amazing scale. Uh, and I think visually they are very strong compared to a standard street image.
2: Uh yeah, I the I, I mean, street photography is such a broad genre, isn't
0: it? Uh, it is now, yeah.
2: And uh, I like I I can appreciate pretty much all of it. Uh, hmm. I don't know where I stand. I'm probably there. There are there's like urban street photography where people work a scene and they just try to get like a silhouette, and the hmm. right the night right lighting. Um, and then this sort of more documentary esque where you're you're going around trying to find um, the decisive moment, so to speak. You know, the yeah. the, 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 the like to, like photos that show the person, show the people that you're photographing, and and their their humanity. Hmm. Um, there's so much there's so much to appreciate in street photography, um, and all of its all of its aspects.
0: Oh, totally. Do you like, uh, I like humor in it as well.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, quite a lot of my um, photos exhibit some sense of humor. Um, mm. Or should I say the subjects and their oh, environment? Gotcha.
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, without that, I mean, I love the one of the horse going across a crossing.
2: Oh, uh, the horse on the crossing, right? Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was mental. That was such, I think, oh well, a pony horse, but it was such a bizarre scene because I mean again, I've been here for what ten, eleven years now, and never, never I've seen that once. I've never seen another horse <laughs> or large, large mammal other than us roaming the streets, um, except for a couple big dogs, right hmm. um, yeah, yeah, humor if you can make someone smile why would you not try to yeah you know like there's so many opportunities to to treat photography as as another avenue for sharing life yeah and uh part of sharing life is sharing those moments together that you know make you happy or you know make you smile and i think it's beautiful i think uh that there's some there's some amazingly talented photographers out there that literally that is their um, portfolio. I don't know if that's their intention, like, you know, to make people smile or whatever. Maybe they just like these moments themselves. But Hmm. I think that's, uh, I think it's a a beautiful genre, a subgenre of street photography.
3: Hmm. And
2: it's it's really common now. It's really popular at the moment. Um, You see it everywhere.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. I've seen a few and sometimes it can be color as well. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, sort of goes away from the traditional view of well, street photography has to be black and white.
2: I've never really thought that. I've never really thought that street photography needs to be black and white. That's never even yeah, mm. occurred to me. Mm. Um, like, when I think about documentation, I think colour is ultimately the way to go. Yeah. Um, simply because of all the data that is lost in black and white. Hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful medium. Hmm. Um, I, I like it. My I like to use it myself sometimes. Hmm. But as uh, for documentary work and, and is street photography, not documentary work, it surely is. Um, so for street photography too, I think, I think color is a very valid format.
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, I have to agree with you because I think initially I only learned how to do black and white and my friends noticed i was doing more black and white and i thought hmm i must be doing something wrong now like even now as i've moved to more to film i love color film more than i do black and white
2: yeah i've uh i've, I've sort of moved more into color street photography as well i think mm. before i mean well, a long time ago now but i was quite into black and white overall for the aesthetic and the. Uh, yeah it's just something romantic
0: about it, isn't it oh without a doubt, yeah, it definitely suits um certain images because I think the absence mm. of color maybe like a single object or something really helps, whereas color can often confuse because there's too much
2: going on yeah i I, I often see or hear arguments about um which format is harder I and mean, I'm like. <laughs> one i don't think it matters um but two they they both have their strong suits and their difficulties and
3: Hmm.
2: you know i mean there are just some photos where if you take it in black and white or you process it in black and white or what have you it's just not going to show the scene as you saw it yeah the color is so important to the image in that in some that It just can't be conveyed in black and white and you know it's just uh it's a restriction of the format and um at the same time being a minimalist myself uh, there's a beauty in that you know
3: Hmm.
2: and only be in in having self-imposed boundaries um that create a focus for yourself Hmm. um yeah uh I shoot, I shoot manual focus lenses exclusively and it's harder. <laughs> mm. It's harder, but, uh, but it, it, it does, there is something to it, right? It's not done for no reason. Mm. Um, just because you impose a restriction on yourself doesn't mean that it doesn't help you in some way as well. Um, gotcha. like it's very easy to to hold down a shutter button um, and you'll get the shot but is it as satisfying is it I don't know quote-unquote artistic I don't know
3: (laughs) yeah you're
0: moving on to something different there then aren't you
2: (laughs) yeah yeah
0: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) no I mean it's a good it's a good question and thought really because obviously because I'm a film shooter all I do is manual So for me, it Mm. feels more involved whenever you take a photo. But also, um, from a technical aspect, you're going to have to know um, your focal point uh, and your aperture. Because without that, um, because if you can't see the image, like for instance, I shoot medium format. Sometimes I don't even look. I'm not using any form of viewfinder. Mm. So you've got to understand where infinity is or um, where the focus point is going
2: to be. I, I think I yeah, I do agree with that. And I think I told a friend recently, it, it's kind of pretentious. <laughs> but I told a friend, <laughs> I told a friend that I kind of think that the more you put into your art, the more that art is yours. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. um And that, that indeed applies to photography, photography shortly. Um, yeah. I don't know. Again, art and documentary work they're two different things they hmm. they meet somewhere in the middle but they're two different things and I hmm. uh, for for protest or documentary work there is an argument against um using less technically advanced um gear for the job hmm. you know namely in, you're, you're there to be a recorder right to document
0: yeah democracy. exactly yeah
2: but uh but yeah, it's, it's a fascinating conversation. I'm sorry, I think we've sort of detoured here. But, um...
0: <laughs> That's all right. What what's it like for doing like candid work in Japan though? Because obviously, each country are very different on privacy laws and even just you mm. know um, safety aspects. What's it like?
2: Uh I here, I kind of see it as being viewed as. Uh... Um, like a combination of some amount of curiosity and like a feigned disinterest okay. um, which is quite common here and not just for not just how people view street photography but in general like a, feign, a feigning of interest mm. um, to not look I I think in, I have a series called The Erosion Beneath. And I think one of the things I say in it is, um, um, you know, you hear a cough on the train and no one looks, no one remarks because we're in Japan. (laughs) Um, and and it's very, it's very real. It's very true. Um, I think in, in America or England, at least in my, my, my memory of them, if, you know, coughs if someone coughed on the train people would you know their their heads would turn there would be gasps There would you know. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: especially now
2: but yeah so yeah with street photography people people might be curious but they might not tr- they might try not to show it um i mean it is an on un- a relatively uncommon thing right um okay. usually people are out there with your with their smartphones if anything um but when you see a, when you see anybody even me as a, as a street photographer if you see if i see someone on the street um you know suddenly crouch down pivot with their camera i'm like what are they shooting <laughs> <laughs> you know what am i missing yeah. Um, so yeah the the general reaction to it is all over the place i've had i've had a lot of Friendly encounters through it um yeah. I've had hugs I've had people want to take photos with me hmm. I've had people want the photos i've I'm, I think I've made friends through it even um but yeah there 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 are also those times and there are few, but there are times where you know someone is unhappy about it hmm. um and that's unfortunate because I'm not out there, and I don't think most are I'm not out there trying to ruin anyone's day yeah um if anything I'd like to enhance it um I mean the times that you get a smile like a real genuine smile from it because the person's like, Oh, they see something in me right perhaps hmm. um that's and that's why you're photographing them like that's beautiful hmm. that that's a moment right there you know um so yeah i for me personally i most of my responses have been positive uh when 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 the time i think a lot of people just want to know what's going on because we have a natural fear of the unknown right yeah and uh, with anything with anything so if something happens and you know you don't know what's happening there's a certain fear in that because mm. you're concerned you know um and so when you're taking a photo i think people just want to understand a lot of the time um especially if if you're really into it and you're like they they want to know what's going on like if if there's a joke people want to be in on the joke right like if i'm if i see something funny that no one else has seen perhaps um a lot of the time i might get a raised eyebrow perhaps or just a sort of non-committal reaction (laughs) um but i think under underneath they're like I want to know, I want to know too, right?
0: Hmm. Hmm. No, that's interesting. Go on, go on. Because, uh, you know, you could say some responses are quite the opposite. So uh, maybe in my hometown, it'd be like, what the hell are you doing? And it'd be confrontational.
2: Um. Yeah, I, like, I understand that. Um, hmm. And that you also have to bear in mind the the way in which you're photographing, how that may affect. So okay. if, you're, if you're overtly aggressive, you know, it's understandable that someone might have a negative reaction. Hmm. If, you pop in, if you pop in front of someone's face suddenly with a flash, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what are your expectations, really, hmm. going into that situation? Um, I mean, I've, I've, I've had, it's funny, I've had a, another street photographer uh, flash photograph me in the street without me knowing them, like okay. before I knew them, I eventually, I eventually met them and I knew them some other time months later, mm. um, which was fascinating. But, but yeah, that happened to me. And uh, personally, I i don't be I don't enjoy being flashed in the face. <laughs> um, whether whether I'm at a party with a friend or whatever, you know, it, it's, mm. it's very, it's a very intrusive thing. Mm. Um, now, despite that i didn't mind um it didn't bother me it's just you know yeah. if you have a preference i mean if you have a choice between being flash in the face and not being flash in the face you probably go with the yes <laughs> probably go with the ladder, right yeah <laughs> um yeah uh again the way you go about it is is it is probably the most important thing um how aggressive you are how respectful you are in the the moments that occur afterwards as well um if someone if someone makes me or you know if someone notices me, I'll give them a nod or I'll say thank you, or maybe a conversation will start naturally from it i don't know yeah. um, i mean you're you're photographing people and ethics are always playing on my mind mm. um, Like i i've been i'm not I'm not a scholar, but I, uh, hmm. but yeah, I've been into, uh, ethics and moral philosophy since quite a young age. And again, I'm not out trying to ruin anyone's day. It's a, it's, it's a fascinating conversation to have. And there's arguments that play on both sides. It's art. It's the public, hmm. um, but some people don't like it, you know, it's hmm. just, what are you going to do about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know, but like, say, say you looked. Uh, let's jump 30, thirty years into the future. Sure. Then photos could be absolutely iconic of the era in which we lived.
2: I mean, yeah, that's another mm. argument for it, isn't it? Um, You're um, documenting
0: history, with, even though it's it's not your intention as such.
2: I mean, imagine we imagine street photography was outlawed and uh you Mm. know we go 30 years in the future and the only photos that we have for that documented our or portray our generation or this era
0: Mm.
2: are photos of cats weddings yep babies i mean what are you going to do with that
0: (laughs) yeah exactly yeah
2: if 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 humanity is what just just let's run with this if if, uh, (laughs) if humanity is wiped out and, uh, you know, somehow our data remains. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, aliens come down and they're like, okay, what happened here? Let's, let's have a rummage. And all they find is, you know, is selfies of people with cat ears. Like what?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh, I like to think that street photography has its place as both an art form and a form of documentation um and i don't think anyone can argue against that ultimately there might be there might be opinions against it you know there might you know everyone has likes and dislikes Hmm. but ultimately can you deny that can you deny that it's a legitimate art form or that it's uh, a legitimate way to record history um if it's in a public place
0: it's documenting life no, no, that's cool. I know um, some of the other work that um, just really stood out to me was like this, the firemen thing. I mean, oh. fire cops. This yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah, so, unbelievable. It, yeah, I mean, so is there a paid fire service as well then? Uh,
2: I mean, of course, yeah. We have we have standard firefighters. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. they they are. The main force—they mm-hmm. respond to all the fires. Um, Fire—it's—it's it's important to differentiate them because the fire corps are, in essence, a reserve system, or a yeah. support system, um, and a community one. Um, like there are no way, jumping through broken windows, you know, in in flames, you know, and yeah. re- retrieving people um that's not happening uh yeah i don't want to over overstate what their activities are that hmm. that's not my intent there but again they do have a role they play a role um in the community in the communities that they're, they're in and uh yeah it's important um like you can't under understate the the use of reserve staff for emergencies yeah um and such right uh, imagine if a devastating earthquake broke out again <laughs> again and uh you know that we didn't have these these pockets of people that were primed to to respond to them you know the fire the, the firefighters and the, the police and the um the ambulances and all all, the, all those staff. It's just not enough. Okay. Um, there needs. There always needs. There always always. Excuse me. Always needs to be more.
3: Yeah.
2: And uh, yeah. So they they do have a role. Um, and it's that. But again, it's they're not firefighters. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, if if they do attend a fire, it's in a supporting role. They help. They well, I guess cordon off the area and um you know, they handle the things that so that the the main firefighters can do their job and do it without distractions and having mm. to deal with other frivolities, I guess. Mm.
0: No, it's interesting. I think what you were saying though was um it's like a not a cultural thing. Um it's like a family system, there's a lot of respect that's Japan yeah it's, uh, it's amazing you know
2: really. I, wrote, I wrote that in the of course in the context of you know the fire corps specifically but hmm. the fire um, the these these volunteers they're they're Japanese um, hmm. and all the the cultural values are are visible there hmm. um, from from high school from junior high school um, there are Bukatsu systems because it was, uh, it's like club activities,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, uh, it's mandatory basically for students to choose a club and partake in them. And the, it's a it's actually a very serious thing. Like these young kids are training hard, like mm-hmm. every day. Or like yeah, it's it's really impressive. I've I've had the opportunity to to see them um personally, and. <laughs> it's really impressive. These mm. young kids are completely dedicated to what they're doing. And uh, you know, they have they have their kohai senpai, they have their, um, their juniors and their seniors and like the leaders. And then they have, above them, they have the teacher because there's usually one, at least one teacher assigned to each club. Mm. Um, and so, and that system is seen in the fire corps. Like I can see it um it's it's just a natural progression and it so this this system of joining something that that is taken seriously um and has a a hierarchy Hmm. and a role um it just progress. they they start in junior high school and they they find it throughout their lives probably not everyone is in the fire corps or whatever Hmm. um system but but a lot of people i'm sure do they find these things and yeah it's uh it's really interesting to see the, the hierarchy system play out and uh these young members who are sometimes older than the other members but they still have to defer to them hmm. um because they're new yeah and uh and this yeah it's it's i, I overuse this word but it's beautiful um hmm. because all these people they're they're having their egos tamed well, at least at least the new ones are <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're having their egos tamed um they're dedicating themselves to something with with a very with a lot of seriousness um and uh and to see all the interactions between between all the different members and yeah it's very different i don't i, I can't imagine Americans having this no I, yeah no I don't, I, think, I don't think they could handle it
0: <laughs> yeah it's different isn't it yeah and I, I think even here uh i've often thought about it for my children that a little bit of discipline outside the home will be really nice so they, they get a hobby mm. that really has some meaning to it yeah I, yeah i think
2: that's super important um whether it's uh Whether it's something as uh, systematical as as these clubs, Hmm. or if it's just a hobby in general, I think it's super important, Um, and and that you know we should all try to find something that we enjoy and that we feel Hmm. passionate about. Hmm. Um, Totally, I
0: agree. I mean, the the other um, work you've done, uh, this sort of thing, with the the Young Mountains. Um, about sumo okay, i mean god you know that the pictures are so visually stunning it and
2: thank you it's very kind
0: i think it's also because it's a very different culture isn't it again to the west so for us looking at pictures yeah. like this it's like what is this all about it's why would you do it it's crazy stuff
2: yeah um being there is crazy too um seeing seeing these guys um uh, i don't think you would know it if you just walked in the room but they're just high school students um yeah like 17 you know 16 17 18 they're just kids yeah but they are mountains you know they they really (laughs) are yeah um like i didn't i didn't train in i didn't train like they train but I, i i i was privileged to have an opportunity to you know interact with them yeah. on some level and um yeah uh they're immovable <laughs> like unless unless you're unless you're of their build you're not moving anybody um yeah it's i'm i'm not unfit i i i train on some to some degree and uh but and i'm also a lot older than them like almost oh my what twice their age almost but going toe-to-toe with them, no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they collide like bulls, And with all that force as well. It's absolutely astonishing. Um, and I was, I was super impressed by them. And again, they have that club system. They have that hierarchy. They have that, it's, yeah. they're super respectful like unfailingly there it's it's amazing these these are young kids they they they'll they'll joke they'll have fun you'll see them smile and you know you know enjoy each other's company and play games even um but when they're training it's oh it's it's a sight it's a sight
0: I i think from um reading your words, I think one of the key things I got in there was um training. That's what I sort yeah. of I picked out. And, you know, that, that's really nice at a young age as well.
2: Yeah, I, I think a lot of kids have it too easy, perhaps. Um, I think kids and people in general, not just kids, I think we all need to be challenged hmm. in our lives. Um, and they, these, 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 the people here, the, the people in these clubs, the kids in these clubs, they're all challenging themselves daily. Hmm. and I think there's a lot to admire in there.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, totally, yeah. I mean, I think you've done really good work with the photos. You know, there's bits of isolation, and, you know, one of the images I really loved was it looks like one of the guys is crouching who's a lot smaller than the other guy, and you just caught Mm. the look in his eye.
2: I think I know which one you're talking about, and, yeah, Hmm. the... So he's he's a younger younger member and of a very slight build. He's actually of a similar build to me, I guess. Hmm. Um at the time. And uh there's a, a lot much larger member and he's he's pushing down on him
3: hmm.
2: from above with you know, yeah. all the weight that comes from that. And you just see the, the expression on, on the <sighs> younger guy's face. It's somewhat a grimace, I guess. Um yeah yeah it's uh there's a lot of emotion there hmm. not in the photo in in the in the room are
0: they okay with strangers in essence um taking photos then what what's it like
2: uh, i was actually surprised i i asked for permission um mm-hmm. i talked to the the dojo head, uh the the lead the lead the how do I say it in um, I, I spoke to the guy that runs it, um, yeah. uh, the teacher. And uh, we talked for a bit, and he was super welcoming. I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And when the time came um, to, to start the project, um, I asked the room uh, of, of the young sumo guys, I asked the room if anyone had any issues with it. Um okay. and no one said anything. No one nope, there was nothing. Everyone was super welcoming, lots of um friendly interactions. I trained with them. Um not so much in the ring, a little bit, but not so much. <laughs> um, but I did uh I did weight training with them as well. Um, oh yeah, and the weight training. <sighs> I mean i can i can lift a little bit i can lift a fair amount but they're yeah it's crazy (laughs) and they're they're doing this after training as well right yeah i I have some experience in martial arts Um, i have a background in martial arts and so i've done i've done training and then i've done weights and i get it like it's Hmm. not easy um and yeah, it's just it the the amount the amount of force the amount of momentum, um, in the training, and the collisions the collisions, and the takedowns when they hit that floor,
3: hmm.
2: you know. Have you ever seen a mountain fall? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it must be, it must be so different to any other like martial art.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, what are the martial arts? i guess there are a few but what the martial arts have you know members with that physique
3: no, nah.
2: you know that amount of of weight and muscle as well like the amount of muscle people underestimate these guys are like tanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Well, i think i think a lot of people see sumo wrestlers and and uh, they're just like oh it's it's fat you know it's yeah look look at look at the photos that i've I've taken at least these guys are younger but Mm. underneath anyone that is fat there's there's muscle it's just it's just obfuscated
3: yeah
0: yeah yeah and obviously and these guys are doing a spot so it's not like seeing someone fat on the street who you know is fat because they're just
2: overeating yeah yeah, sort of yeah, thing. yeah it's very different yeah you yeah. Do, yeah if you see if you see someone overweight if you see a, a guy overweight in japan don't don't try anything <laughs> <laughs> there you go one really? thing
0: to learn from this conversation
2: yeah i was a bad it's a bad idea
0: <laughs> and anyone else might know martial arts anyway so yeah don't mess with anyone
2: well, I mean just in general don't mess with anyone, right?
0: Yeah. It's not nice. <laughs> but but uh <coughs> yeah. No, it's, it's lovely work. Um and I think the it, black and white really suits it. Yeah, I uh
2: there is there is a sort of color gradation to it. Um mm. but it is I suppose monotone. Um mm. and mm, I wanted it to be a bit more gritty, a bit more uh, dramatic. Hmm. Uh, I think I think the the processing pays or works for that. Totally.
0: Yeah, and it's like we say, you know, you know, sometimes you need the color, sometimes you don't. I I think in these these instances, on a tone is the right
2: thing to do. I do. Yeah, there is a there is an epilogue, or so to speak, of the. Of, for that series that is in color hmm. i was fortunate because one day um suddenly a rainbow broke out okay um and the guys they they left that they a few of them walked out of the dojo to check it out and yeah there's so a photo of you know two sumo guys and the rainbow in between them um and it just again it goes back to our conversation about black and white versus color right yeah black and white it wouldn't be visible or at least not yeah. to the degree that it is um in this in, in mine yeah. and uh yeah different mediums right mm. um. so i had to, i did process that one in color and a few others that are of a lighter lighter vibe yeah like they're chasing in this one they're chasing chasing a bug around the ceiling with with brooms <laughs> and uh <laughs> there's another one with a mickey mouse towel Mini Mouse, Mini Mouse, yeah. It? Yeah. yeah,
0: I don't know. Sometimes no. colors. A lot yeah, exactly. Yeah, you have to be selective, but at least you have the tool to do that, and then you can mix and match as it suits. That's a better way of doing it.
2: Um, yeah, like the, there is a a sort of opinion out there that series should only be done in one specific. Medium one specific format. I don't know. I don't know how much I I agree with that. I think mm-hmm. for the viewer, consistency can be nice. It can be pleasant, but sometimes, sometimes it works. um am not saying mine work, but you know, sometimes it works. Um, mm.
0: yeah. Nah, no, it's cool. I, I love it. It's and I think this, like I'm saying to you, I think this is the interesting reason. It's because it's such a different culture to over here. Um, they're so visually stunning and different it just mm. you know really sucks you in and you want to learn about it
2: yeah there, i mean it is there is a sense of well it's exotic right um, yeah and so i understand and that was partly what drew me to it like naturally hmm. and i think a fair few other photographers that have done similar um yeah anything like in the west there's there is an an obsession with japan right of course it is, yeah yeah samurai and yeah and all that um and i get it i get it uh, hmm. i had a little bit of that myself when i was younger hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, yeah it's of what drew me here isn't it um hmm. but uh but but then
0: for me you see it's um anything i don't know about is exotic so it's interesting that i get to you know speak to so many people from all over the world and about different genres
2: i think that's a fantastic viewpoint i uh (laughs) yeah the 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 world is so massive and there's so many cultures that you know we don't even know about Hmm. um yeah to, yeah your your position and being able to talk to all these different people about you know there are specific pockets of of life is is enviable.
0: thank you mate yeah it's. I think it's an important thing and um as people who can share other people's work I, I think it's important that we show from anywhere everywhere every age color creed you know everything should be relevant and we give opportunities for people
2: yeah um, that's great
0: yeah and it is something um it's really on my mind a lot um, you know in, initially it was I was excited and I was really great at learning um new genres and as the years have come along I mean you know like I said this is three years in now so for, mm. for me discovering new genres isn't the same it's more about finding interesting projects and areas and cultures because you know it's, it's amazing uh,
2: yeah I'm, I'm very pleased to be here <laughs>
0: <laughs> no it, it's great um, because it, there are fewer conversations over um, uh, in the east as such um, and I think it's harder to Meet people in that in that sense because a lot of the people I've met have um, talked about other photographers they know and are probably more local to them. Mm. So the more I spread my wings, the more chance people get to understand about more people. You say?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, just continues. It mm.
0: Continues, doesn't? It? That's mm. great. No, no. Oh, that's cool. Well. I think what we need to do is tell everyone um how, how they can find you online. Then Johan.
2: Oh well, I have a website. um It's www.johanbrooks.com That's a J, <laughs> not a Y. Um, and I'm on Instagram at same same name, Johan Brooks. Uh, that's about it.
0: No, let's go. Cool. We'll, we'll get them in the show notes anyway, so people can Thank follow you. that through.
1: So, what's in the future for Johan? What you got up and coming?
2: Well, eventually, I'd like to travel around the world and document um, humanitarian and environmental crises. That's, I suppose, my main ambition with photography. Um, but, uh, but yeah, more locally and uh, in the more immediate future, uh, there's quite a lot going on um, at the moment. I'll be having an exhibition in Tokyo with another photographer um, soon. There's a book and exhibition um, in Trieste, Italy um, that I'm participating in. And uh, it features most of the the main street photography collectives from around the world. Um, Soon I'll be participating in a zine called influences which is which is actually really interesting it's uh it's a conversation between two photographers using just their photos um and there'll be an exhibition for that in december um and i'm working on my own first book i'm finishing it and uh i hope to have it published and um maybe an exhibition sometime next year and uh, yeah i'm also i think did i mention I'm, i'm a member of a collective a street photography collective called Void Tokyo and we'll probably have uh, another exhibition early next year and probably another book or zine soon as well
0: so my last question is uh, I do this pay it forward scheme so is there anyone you would recommend I check out whether it's um, for photography or a future guest on the show
2: hmm you know i'm I'm quite fortunate to know a lot of really talented uh photographers in the area um but uh i, th- I think one of the people that uh, i would always i always like to hear more from is a a friend of mine and uh he's a fellow member of Voy tokyo too uh his name's Joel Pulliam and uh he's a street photographer uh mostly almost entirely black and white and he he does a lot of different projects and uh he makes his own handmade books um lots of interesting stuff uh don't know how he'd feel about this but i'd say his his work has a lot of soul um uh, another another person on almost the opposite end of the photographic world uh, would be uh a guy called Shin Yatagai uh who i've only really met uh once or twice um but he's a really nice guy and uh his uh his work is more abstract and a lot of portraiture but uh i feel there's a, i feel there's a lot that i would i would be interested to know you know about his process and uh the way he sees things um, Really great work! Oh, cool. There's, there's a lot of names. There's a lot of names <laughs> that I could say here, um, yeah. but but yeah, those those would be some good starting points. No. I'll send you more. <laughs> no, 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 no. Appreciate that. No,
0: no, thank you very much. Well, all I have to say is thank you so much, Johan. it has been an absolute pleasure.
2: Yeah, no, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you very much.
0: Um, it's been really good learning about uh, a bit of the culture and it's nice you can talk from a really different perspective to be honest
2: um very very pleased to be able to offer something hopefully hopefully i've made this worth your listeners time and yours
0: (laughs) no no it's been great um do keep up the work Uh, be interested to see what other projects you get up to and uh, i'll certainly be watching
2: thank you very much
0: no not a problem you take care yeah you too
1: Yeah, I just want to say thank you so much for listening to that episode I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed um, interviewing please don't forget if you want to get involved I'm starting to put out there on social media uh, the list of guests for that week you are welcome to submit any questions you want to ask and I hope they'll read them out for you whether you want to do that through Instagram um, direct message you can just click if you click on the direct message bit uh, there's a button there and you can record and send that right across uh, but there's many apps you can do or email me or send me a dm on facebook instagram whatever that's cool with me for those of you who want to support the show please don't forget uh, itunes reviews are always appreciated and obviously i will read them out uh, the following week for you and I tend to use them on social media, so that's all very much appreciated. If you'd like to help contribute towards the show, then don't forget there's my coffee page where you can submit anything from one dollar a pound or upwards, and I'll keep a note on there what I'm trying to achieve um, as the months and years go by. For those who want to keep coming back to the show, Don't forget, you can just subscribe in your friendly podcast app of choice. And there's a weekly newsletter on my website, flogger.co.uk. So that's P-H-L-O-G-G-E-R. And you'll get an automated email from me. And that tells you each week uh, what's gone up on the website. So it's the podcasts and any articles I've wrote. So yeah, thank you so much.